Welcome to the REI Foundation Podcast, where we cover all the steps and strategies to make your real estate dreams a reality. Now your hosts, Jason and Peely. Hi, everyone, and welcome again to the Real Estate Investing Foundation Podcast with Jason and Peely. This is Foundation Inspection Friday, and we have a very, very awesome, special, important, <laughs> amazing, boom, guest. <laughs> Justin Williams. Welcome, Justin. Yeah, what's up, guys? This is awesome. I'm excited. Doing great. So this is Justin's third time on the podcast. Yes. And we've had the what? luxury of having Justin on, Justin and his wife Tara on. Yes. And now we have Justin back. And this is actually the first time we actually had a guest on Foundation Inspection Friday, but mm -hmm. for due cause, because Justin's going to come here, really help us to just set up mindset and mindset one within personal growth and business development. And if you want a recap, uh, we can go back there. We'll put in the show notes, uh, Justin's prior episodes, but Justin's had a lot of different layers to his life in a lot of different ways. Uh, he had a, had a business uh, basically going out there selling uh, satellite packages in a point where yeah, he had a big dip, um, lost some money, had to turn that around, had some, had some family issues, had got back online, went out there, start to try and wholesale and flip, went from flipping a couple houses to flipping a couple hundred houses yeah. to creating a, uh, a, a group that uh, <laughs> is part of investors who, who flip and wholesale and is taking that group from a couple people into hundreds of people who are now performing on a high level, say across the country. And actually I know there's international flippers yeah. out there as well. So there's been a lot of layers. And, and so this is a perfect person to have on the show today to talk to you about how to find the good in everything you do and how to really just transcend and, and explode your business. So Justin, thanks for coming on. This is this awesome. Is wow. Wow. Oh my goodness. I feel so good about myself now. You guys are, are amazing. This is the first, like I have not been interviewed on a podcast in, I don't know how long it's been. It's been a very long time. I just, you get focused, you get a lot going on. And so I've had to say no to a lot of people, but when you guys reached out, I'm like, Heck yes. So yes. hopefully any of the people I've told no to, I'm so sorry, but like, I just like these guys more. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Wait, guess yeah. what? Yeah. I got Justin on the podcast. <laughs> but that's, that's actually awesome, right? So you just said something that's, that's probably really key, right? Mm -hmm. And you get locked into being so busy in life because every time something's out there to do, you go out there and do it. You say yes, or you fall into something. Yep. Everybody asks you for help how do you say no? And I, how do you say no without regret? And then really just to, to propel you, what you're doing? Um, I mean, they say the word no is like the hardest word in the human language to say. So every morning when you wake up, you have to go in the mirror and say, no, 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 no. No, I'm just kidding. Not really. <laughs> not really. It might um, but just like anything else, I mean, it, it, it takes practice. It's really hard. Um, and I think it's just all about prioritizing and uh, I see so many people, I was actually talking to my son about this yesterday because he, he came home from, from school and he was behind on some assignments because when we went to Keystone, he still hasn't caught up and, and all these things. And as, I was like, hey, we, we got to get this, let's get dialed in. We have the talent show tonight with your brother and sister and we got to get these things done because I actually want him to really start uh, making money. He's 13 and a half. And I want him to start like doing some work with me, just like little things, right? Just learning how to make money. I told him you can either, I said, you're getting cut off. I'm not paying for anything of yours even more anymore. No more surf lessons, no more surfboards, no more amusement park, like nothing. We're going to, oh, I shouldn't tell you this. We just booked on Sunday. We just decided we're going to Hawaii. What? So for spring break. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so, and awesome. 
So in a few weeks, we're going to Hawaii and we told the kids, hey, we'll pay for your flights and, and your, but you guys are in your, uh, the hotel, right? But you guys are paying for everything else. And so they have to earn it. And I said, you can either like pull weeds and earn like $8 an hour, or you can help me prospect for, for potential clients. And I'll give you a dollar for every, cause I know the numbers, right? I'll give you a dollar for every person you message and every person that signs up, I'll give you another hundred dollars, which little they know that's like very minimal, <laughs> but they can make like 10 times, five times as much money, right? So like, whoa, really? And like, then you can hire someone to pull weeds for you and do your chores and all that. Okay. So I went on a huge tangent um, and I'm trying to remember what we're, where we even were. Oh, so the point was he, he needed to get focused because this kid's life is kind of like, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's, he's a hard worker. He, he plays, plays football and stuff. But it's like surfing, school, football, like homework, and then like YouTube, right? And I'm like, dude, okay. Like, if you're going to help me run my business and then eventually, because he doesn't, I mean, I hate to say it, he doesn't, he doesn't want to go to college because he wants to actually make money and stuff, right? So I was like, you got to, his, his punishment is he has to go to college if he doesn't start making money before it's time for him to go to college, right? <laughs> and so um, I said, you got to get, you got to get dialed in here. And but what happened is he had like an hour and a half to, to get home, do his chores, um, and then work on these, these assignments so he could then start working with me and making money. But the time came, it was time to go, and he did not get the, the stuff done. And he said, but dad, because my mom, she works, she works for me, and it's part of that. She comes and like helps clean her house and stuff. And so she was here, and I love my mom to death. She's the most amazing, giving, kind, awesome woman but she will distract you like no other, like you have to avoid her if you want to get anything done. And he said, but dad, Ma, uh, grandma wanted me to help her plant the seeds of this and that. And, the, and I'm like, son, like that, that's amazing. And I love that you spent that time with your grandma, but you had a mission, you had a purpose, you had something that you had to do, you had to get done and you didn't get it done. And there's good, better, best, right? Like sometimes we can let the good things distract us from, from what we have to get done and what we have to do. And I had, so I had this long conversation with him about in life. I said, if you do not plan your life by intent, other people will plan it for you. And it's so easy to get caught up in feeling like, oh, I'm doing all these good things. I'm helping people. And I love, I love helping people, right? I, it's so important to me. And that's why it's so hard. Cause I have some of that in my mom who helps everybody all the time. But at the end of the day, if you want to have impact, if you want to have the most impact you possibly can, you have to do things with intent, right? You have to. Yep plan that out. And so for part of me and saying no, like I used to say yes to every podcast interview, because that was part of my intention was to be interviewed on all these podcasts, which um, there will come a point where that will be my intent. Like I'm going to write a, we're working on a book and all these different things. And I'm going to get on every podcast I can. But there had to be a while where I had to say no to like the good things and like even really good things because I love I love this type of stuff. I love it. <laughs> so that I could focus on the few things that I knew I had to get done to really um, go where I wanted to go. So that was a real, wow. We're gonna be here a while if I take 10 minutes to answer every question uh, you ask me, right? No, but, no, but it's great, yeah. Live and live and work and be and just be in, in, intensive. intensive. It, yeah, with intention. And with you literally intention. have, like, you have to look at everything as a distraction. Look at everything as a distraction and be very, very, very careful about what distractions you allow to come in. So I'm not saying every once in a while, like I, I don't allow distraction to come in. Like when I have the idea of going to Hawaii, that sounds really fun, right? Um, but you have to be very careful about the distractions you, you let in, even the, the good ones. Um, Cause they may be distracting you from 
accomplishing something that's even more more important for you at that time. So. Yeah, I love that. So so you got to be very careful because it could be good, but good is not best. And so what's the best use of your time? And I, I feel that people get really comfortable, right? You get comfortable in what's, what's good, but not necessarily yep. what's best. How can you break that mold? Someone's sitting here saying, well, I think I'm doing good, but sometimes I, I'm not really aligned with what my family wants or I'm not aligned with my business wants. And I'm, I just feel know? like things are going good, but it's good enough. Yeah. And, and that's, that's a hard thing to answer. And if we all had a crystal ball, like we'd all be like billionaires, but then it wouldn't be fun, right? There'd be no challenge. There'd be no excitement. There wouldn't be any of that. So it's not a perfect science. Um, I think it's, it's knowing what, what are your goals. And when I say goals, not only like, Hey, I want to make a million dollars, I want $10 million, I want a hundred million dollars, whatever it might be. Um, but what else is important to me? And I believe you literally can create your life like in the exact way that, that you want it. Now that doesn't mean that you're going to make a hundred million dollars and work zero hours towards doing that. Right. Like and we're talking, yeah. I'm talking realistic here. Um, so huh, shoot, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I can talk like there's like tactful and then there's like mindset and tact, but like literally like small things for me are like, if someone does ask me literally like, Hey, can you do this? Or I get an email about this thing. I, I don't usually, I used to respond to people right away, like everyone right away. And I don't like number one, I'll wait a couple of days to even tell them no, you know, I'll wait a couple of days to tell them no. Cause if you tell them no right away, then they go back. Oh, but this, but how can I do it later? And number two, like I push things off. So I'll let them know I can't do it now, but maybe reach out to me in a couple of weeks, then we can revisit it. Um, and then the, the third thing is literally like most people, I just say, I, I just don't have the capacity right now. Reach out to me in a couple of months and they reach out again. Sometimes I don't have the capacity then either. Um, so yeah, I know I didn't totally, I don't know. I don't think I had a great answer for your, for your question. That's, no, that's it gives the, us the concept, and right? The yeah. Is, I don't know if you noticed there's like a, like it wasn't even like a dip in energy you can tell that justin you don't like saying no because all of a sudden you're just like yeah i have to like yeah i have to do all these things i have to say i, no. I don't i don't it, you really want to say yes and the four listeners out there i i know you want to say yes i'm a yes person but you yeah. have to learn how to say no and to say yes to the right things yes the right things that take you to the next level in your life yeah. See, I like saying yes. Right? yes. <laughs> I did. I did just think of another mind hack though. Cause everything's like a mind hack, right? You have to realize, okay, I, I get it. We don't like to say no, but realize every time you're saying yes, you are saying no. Okay. So you have to know the things that you're saying no to. So for me, it's like, if I'm saying yes, let's assume I have a fixed amount of things that I have to get done. And then the excess time, I'm going to be coaching my son's football team. I'm going to be going to Hawaii with my family. I'm going to be spending time with my kids. I'm going to be uh, maybe helping organizations like, like OUR or, or think whatever, right? So anytime I say yes to this thing, I'm saying no to these things. And you can come up with like five or 10. It might be your health. It might be your, your marriage. It might be date night. It might be whatever. Anytime I say yes to this, because it's not within my plan, I'm saying no to one of these things. And every once in a while, it might be okay. You know, if, for example, my, my parents, like if something happened with them and I need like, yes, I would be willing to say no to one of these things to go, to go help them in that thing, depending on what it is, because it could be something, you know. Um, but you have to realize you are saying no. And what is it that you're saying no to? And is this thing right here more important than saying no to one of these things? And it might be even a business opportunity, which is over here, right? A, a different thing you're saying no to. Um, 
but is this business opportunity more powerful than one of these business opportunities that you're currently working on, which happens. I mean, the more, what's crazy, they say the rich get richer, right? And the reason is the more opportunity you create, the more opportunity comes to you. So there may be that thing where, uh, shoot, who's like, uh, uh, anyway, someone like really big, like might say, hey, I want to interview for this big, huge thing. And I need you to come tomorrow. It's like, okay, I might have to say no to my level 10 meeting with my team or this or that, or this is one thing I was going to do for a day because Tony Robbins wants me to fly tomorrow to, because he wants to interview me for this thing, which is going to take my career to a whole nother level, right? Okay. Like you can say yes to those things. Those are the things that you're waiting for. But I tell you what, the, the bigger you get, the more successful you get, the more people are going to want your time, right? So you have to get more and more disciplined. And I believe, you know, there, there's this thing where people say like, figure out how much your time is currently worth based on what you're making and how long, how many hours you work and all this stuff. And I think that's actually the opposite. I think your time becomes worth how much you value it at the beginning. So you have to value your time even more than what it looks like it's worth on paper. If you're ever going to get there or you'll never get there, you'll just stay stagnant with, with where you are. So you got to keep pushing that um, as well to your time value. You have to keep pushing that. Would you say that's one of the most important factors? Cause People are listening today. Maybe this is first exposure to Justin Williams and they see everything you've accomplished now, but what they've missed is the journey, right? It's like that artist who, you know, it's like that actor who wins an Oscar, but yeah. was sleeping at 38, but was sleeping on the couch for 15 years. And no one sees that struggle. They see him winning the Oscar and he has all these successes. So for someone who's, who's struggling right now and just, they're, they're just trying to figure out how to get back up. Would you, do you think one of the core points is just finding your value and setting that forward? Or what, what are some, some words of wisdom you would Absolutely. I mean, think, I think it's finding, finding your value. Um, so to, to that question specifically, um, I would say to anyone, like, what is, find out like the one thing, like if you're, let's, let's say you're like knocked down, you're struggling, you're not making any money, you haven't built systems, n- none of that, right? Like, what can you do starting tomorrow to have the biggest impact in, in your life? Like find the one thing that you think you are, are best at in this life. And I don't know if, are we talking real estate here? Or is this for anybody? Anybody. It can be for anybody. Sure. Okay. A lot of real estate listeners, but ideally this transcends. Yeah. So whether it's in, in real estate or marketing or anything, what's the one thing that you're really good at or you really enjoy that you can become really good at? And if you really focus on that and getting better at that or going working for someone doing that thing, like it doesn't matter. Like I just got done interviewing 22 of our eight figure flipping members, which means people who are currently doing seven figures in their house flipping and or wholesaling business. And it was so interesting how many of them started out as doing like this one thing for, for someone else. For example, like Jeremiah Johnson. I mean, he was doing acquisitions for another company. And then later on, he went and built his own company and has, has blown up to where he did like two, over 200 deals last year. Um, but what is that one thing that you are good at or the one skill and don't be afraid to like team up with someone else. And Be- Becca Shea was talking about how when she started, she was kind of afraid. And so she teamed up with someone. They did one deal together. They didn't get married. They didn't, it wasn't like this big, huge, Oh my goodness, we're going to be partners and have the commitment. No, they did one to get deal together. It helped take away the fear. They made $38,000 on that one deal. They split the profit, but then they realized, Hey, what can we do on our own? Now that we have gotten over the fear, we're, we're able to do this. So what's that one thing? And you know, a lot of people say, Oh, I, I got to go to college. I got to go to school and all this because like, I can't, wh- I'm, I don't know how to start a business. I don't know what idea or what if there's too much risk with that idea. And I'm like, dude, like literally like you could learn, you could take 90 days and learn how to run Facebook ads. Okay. 
And the thing is like college takes four to eight years. If you like, if you spent 90 days learning how to run a Facebook ad, the truth is you can learn it in like 30, but I'm 90 days, like studying everything on Facebook ads. Like you are going to be so good at running Facebook ads. Like I would literally like hire you and pay you a six figure income to run my Facebook ads. Like if you were that good and you can get that good, if you really focus in on, on that one thing. And then from there, either you work for someone for six figures or you do some freelancing and you build a six figure income and then you build your own uh, agency, right? Now you have a seven figure business and a 10 figure, anyway, eight figure business. It just, right? Like, but get your foot in the door. Like as entrepreneurs, we, we think more is more, more is not more like one little tiny razor, like slim focus. But that wasn't what I just mentioned. I mean, I talked about like how to get a good eight, eight figure business. Right. And you don't need to like have this genius idea. And it's all about just laser focusing on one thing. And then maybe later on you do have that idea, but now you understand like how to market it. You have a team, you have all these things going for you. Um, and, and yeah, you can just keep growing from there. Oh no, that's, <laughs> that's, no, that's a perfect thought. I mean, you start with the one thing, the laser focus. I love that book, by the way, the one thing, um, laser focus and let that grow. And wouldn't you agree that as you're letting it grow, not to try and reinvent the wheel? Absolutely. I mean, that's probably in interviewing, I'm, I literally just got finished interviewing these 22, mm-hmm. you know, house flipping and wholesaling, like they're, they're, they're killing it, right? They're amazing. And without fail, it was two things. It was take action, execution, right? Like, I think we all know that we hear that time and time again, take action, take action, right? Duh, yeah, do it. You got to execute. If you don't execute, if you're not committed, none of it matters. But then surrounding yourself with other people who are, are doing that thing. It's like, it's like the biggest no brainer. Yeah. Biggest cheat. Like it doesn't sound sexy. It's not like this big, huge secret, but like if you surround yourself with people who are doing what you want to do, but at an even higher level and find out exactly what they're doing, you just, you model it. And I mean, I know Bill Allen all says like he has no original ideas. Like I, I don't totally believe that, but you don't have to have a lot of big original ideas. You can have little tiny ideas because we're all creative. And I know as entrepreneurs, we have a lot of ideas. You can have a lot of little tiny ideas within the idea, but until you have like a, a roadmap or an idea, what it looks like, it's hard to even take the action to then say, oh, what if we tried it this way? Then you can tweak it and adjust it and go back to your peers and mentors and, and see, oh, we did this wrong and, and they'll give you that feedback. But it's by far the fastest way to shortcut any learning curve. Um, I mean, and, and you can do that by trying to build your own network, which is, which is part of, you should do that as well, or you can buy into a network. And I don't recommend if you're brand new to business or anything, going out and spending 25, 30, $40,000 on, on a coaching or a mentor program. Like it's, you've got to start at the right place that makes sense for you financially where you're at. Um, but after a while, I'm, I'm to the point now where I do not hesitate. Like we literally have mentors for everything we do. We have mentors for sales. We have mentors for marketing. We are paying someone $70,000 per year just to help us with our events. Right. And, and as you get around these good, good mentors, because there are some sleazeballs out there, right. But mentorship and coaching and masterminds to me is far and wide the best ROI you can have. You can't even measure it. Right. Um, But it's by far the best ROI, that's the fastest way to shortcut and get and get to your goals. 
And for everybody listening, Justin knows what he's talking about. He's built this amazing program where you have, you have your entry level, you hop on Facebook, you can just go in, ask questions. You have the next level where you pay just a little bit, just a little bit for, for just access to this entire coaching program. And then Justin also has a seven figure and eight figure flipping groups, which will take, oh, don't forget six figures, six, seven, eight figure <laughs> flipping groups. That'll take your businesses to the next level. And it just, it just goes to show you that surrounding yourself with those people that can take your businesses to that next level that you can go to and say, what am I doing wrong? What am I doing right? And to be on your side, it's just, it's, it's gold. With so much opportunity well, out there, right? So yeah. what keeps people from, from finding success? I, I mean, you got what, 30% of Americans with less than 5,000 savings. You got, uh, you know, 4.6 trillion in student debt. You got all these yep. figures out there of people trying all these things, but just not finding a way. So with, with everything around us that, that is accessible, why don't people use it? I think the number thing is, is perspective, right? Uh, we were hanging out with the, these, this couple the other day and hope they don't ever listen to this. I, I love you if you, if you are Ama <laughs> amazing people, like very successful, um, but like she, she was mentioned, I don't even, I don't know how we got on this, but she was talking about how it's like, it's a man's world. And I mean, I say very successful, he's like a, a dentist or something like that. Right. Um, I was like, huh, that's so interesting. Cause she was, she was a little frustrated that she wasn't really progressing as much as her husband, all these different things. She's like, you know, it's a man's world. And I was like, I don't even know where to go with that. Like, what does that even mean? Right. And I hear, I hear people, but, I hear I hear white men say I'm disadvantaged because minorities get the advantage because they give them benefits, all, the, all these different things, right? And I hear minorities say, I've literally, like, we were good friends with a Hispanic woman who was very competent, spoke English perfect, like, all these things, right? And she's like, you know, I'm, 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 I'm Mexican. I'm, I'm his, like, so I just, I can't even, like, people don't look. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I believe, like, I was at an event the other day and they're talking about your mess, your mess becomes your message. So whatever struggle you have, whatever challenge you have, you know, Julia Childs, they say, would say like, she would drop like a chicken on the ground and she'd make a joke out of it. And like, that made it like even that much better, right? That's where it could have been an absolute catastrophe or someone could have been like, I failed, oh no, right? But it's all your perspective, right? Like if, if anything that I have, like, I sometimes wish I was the most disadvantaged person, not, I mean, yeah, you know, to a degree, right? I don't want to live in a third world country without any education and all, because that, that's really tough. But anyone in the sound of my voice has like the potential because you have access to listen to this podcast. You know, like you, you get it enough to where you have the potential to do anything. Like sky's the limit. Whatever you think your disadvantages in life, like turn that around and make that your advantage. Make that why you're going to succeed. I mean, no one goes to a movie and is excited about the kid that was given like millions of dollars and then has millions of dollars or does doesn't or like we're motivated right what was that peely and buys a car that's, that's yeah exactly right yeah. we're motivated by the rags to riches store we're motivated by the the um underdog right like the, every the, remember i just watched remember the titans the other day with my son's football team and it was just so inspired to see these people that were struggling and came together and and made it work right so whatever it is that you're dealing with in life like Turn, turn that around and say, no, that's why I can do it. 
like just crazy insane belief. I mean, you guys talked about my, our experience. I thought I was going to be a millionaire. I, I dropped out of college. I had a semester left and I had a full ride scholarship, right? But it's because I saw opportunity over here. Unfortunately, that millions of dollars that I thought I was going to make in that first year ended up to $120,000 of debt. We had to move in with a bunch of our employees, my son, like we had just had a baby boy. He was sleeping in the closet. Like in a way I felt like a failure, but I didn't, I felt rich still. I felt wealthy because I knew it was possible. I knew that was just a hiccup and it didn't matter. Like nothing was going to stop me as, as Andy McFarland says, like I would not be denied. It did not matter like hell or an earth, like earth. It didn't matter what God, like I was going to keep this going. And then I got to real estate and it took seven months before I did my first deal. Like, I wish I could say within a few weeks, I did my first deal and made you know, all this money and the life changed forever. It didn't. And then after all, we started to do like a few deals. But then there was another time in 2010 where the market had changed. We had moved. There was some fraud from another company. We we're paying all that off. And once again, um, we, we couldn't, I was struggling finding deals. We were struggling with lots of things. We could barely pay our bills. My wife was pregnant with our third child. Once again, I'm like, oh my gosh, have I failed? But, but no, I had to dig deeper. I had to believe, no, like this is all learning, right? People go to school for four or eight years and they, they leave with a piece of paper and a bunch of debt and they're like, the best day of my life, hooray. But why? It's because they, they learned, right? So if you can learn like through life and experience, I mean, just that perspective is huge. Because I, I, I all said to myself, if we have a roof over our head, I could put food in my kids' stomachs, like that, that's fine. Other than that, like I know I'm, I'm successful. It didn't matter what was in my bank account. And so you fast forward and have that mindset allows you just to keep, keep going, keep going. Um, another thing I would say, like, don't, don't listen to other people, like, unless yeah. they're your mentors, right? Unless they're the mentors that are doing the exact thing that you want to do. Like, literally, it can't even be like someone who is kind of successful, but in a totally different industry or niche. Like, it has to be in that exact thing you want to do because everyone has opinions. Like, they will give you an opinion and they all stink, Right. When I dropped out of college, like for a good cause, right? Because and it's hard because, like, you know, maybe it's your parents or or yes, even a girlfriend or a boyfriend or or your close friends, but they're on a path where they go. They say, "I'm not dropping out of college. I only have a semester left." You're crazy. But how do you shut that off? I mean, how do you how do you shut that off from people around you? And maybe it is for good cause. Maybe they think they're taking Help care it. of you. You know. So I went to an event a couple weeks ago, uh, Funnel Hawking Live with Russell Brunson, and there's this lady who. Um, she was talking about you have two hands and you got to know uh, who's in what hand. So you have other people who are your, um, your mentors, your peers, they're on the same journey as you. They're entrepreneurs. Like they're, they're over here in this hand. And then you have your family and friends who are very important. You love them. You care about them. And you got to know like going into a conversation or a relationship, which hand is, is in which, and you don't like mesh the two hands. Sure. There's friends and family that, we'll see your example and we'll eventually want to follow that path. And that's awesome. But you should not, I mean, you, you need that. You need that stability. You don't always just want to be around crazy people like us. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I mean, you need like your, your love, like they're all like a lot of times we're saying, Oh, they don't get it. like, no, don't do that. Don't do that to them. Don't do that to yourself. Right. It, it's just going to drive you crazy. Like if you're trying to convince them of this, like, a lot of times what happens to people is the opposite happens and they go there, right? They, they get worn down, they get beat up. Like I, and never, I just never thought to even ask, right? Like I believe that we teach people how to treat us. Okay. So when we think it's someone else, a lot of times we're like, Oh, they don't support me. Oh man. Like, no, that's us. That's us reflecting that. I was once again, I was at an event the other day and 
we were sitting down and, and someone was saying that, oh, I don't ever post this certain thing on Facebook, even though it would help me build my business because I don't want my parents to see it. And I'm like, you're like 35 years old, you have three children and you're worried about your parents seeing something that you post on Facebook because it's gonna benefit you. I was like, <laughs> but it's not your parents' fault. Like you have taught them that, you know, like in, in our family dynamic, I mean, our parents, like both of them are very supportive, but part of that is if I would have asked like my parents, my wife's parents, hey, what do you guys think about this? Like, should I drop out? Like, I guarantee you everyone had told me no, mm -hmm. but they had no choice to support me. Cause oh, that's just Justin. Like they always say, oh, it's just Justin, right? He is, he's he's going to do what he's going to do and it doesn't matter, yeah. right? Like that's the way you got to think. And then they have a choice to either like, if they're going to like disown you, like that's weird. Like that's, that's stupid, right? I don't think that would really happen. Like if it does, and that's, that's on them, right? So I'm not, I'm not, I shouldn't even gone there, right? Because I've never seen that happen. I don't think it's really what happens. Um, we see it all the time. Like it, it's worth it, right? Because uh, ideally, sometimes people think that the worst is going to happen when in fact, the worst really, rarely ever happens. Yes. Right? And, and yeah, and let's not talk about family. Let's talk about friends. Like, quite frankly, I don't want to be friends with someone who is going to dis. like, I'll still be your friend if you're not into all the things I'm into. But if you're going to like hate me or disown me for following my dreams or, or talk smack about me or be like, see, told you so, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't want to be around you, tell you the truth. So, so forget about that. And maybe there's some family members that you just spend less time with. I don't know. Um, but you got to, you got to just, I don't know. You can't, you can't ask their permission. You can't ask them what they think because they mean, they mean well, but they just don't know. And it's, it's all you. Like if there's anyone that you think is holding you back, look in the mirror because it's, it's really you, so. I would just, I just need to say this. I will not be denied. That I love that. I love yes. that. I will not be denied. And just, I'm just going to- So I literally, all of my, and I may need to go change them all after this, but all of my passwords for everything are things like that, right? I will not be denied. Um, and I'm gonna have to change this one later. Like <laughs> when it was like, I heard Tony Robbins talking. I was like, I am unstoppable. Whenever doubt like comes into my mind, I get, cause we all, it all happens. Like I will literally be in my car, be like I am unstoppable. I am unstoppable. I am unstoppable. I am unstoppable. And like, or I'll say in my head, if, if I'm around people and I just get like, I'm like, okay, keep going. I'm going to keep going. Like nothing's going to stop me. Or sometimes their passwords, like, you know, make whatever. 20 million in 2019. I'm glad this isn't live. Yeah. Right. And, and so, and you have, now I need to go like change them all. Right? <laughs> yeah. But like what you said, it, it's huge because it, sometimes, you know, when, when you're feeling down, you, you, you get in that point where it even takes you further, you go lie down and put you in a weak position or you don't do things that set you within power, you know, sitting up and putting it back in there. And if people could just take that one step and remember to do that one thing, it, it's going to, I guess shorten that curve, right? Shorten that the, they, that curve where they, they they give up or you know they, they have that moment of doubt that la ends up lasting two days because ultimately it, the time is what you need. The time is what you can't get back. The time is what you got to use the most of here. And if you can use the most in the positive light and just say I cannot be denied constantly. Well, think about how quickly that you, you know take out you you get down three days every two weeks over a year. You know that's two months that you're three months you're missing out of a year of just wasting time and it's all about self-empowerment like justin said it's all about 
taking a moment and telling yourself you're unstoppable, telling yourself that it doesn't matter what sex I am, what gender I am, what the color of my skin is, what the color of my hair is. I'm a woman that is everything in this world. I just did access.com. So I like anybody out there, you have no excuse because I am everything and I can do everything and I can be anything. So can you, everybody out there. So can you, you are unstoppable. You have to tell yourself that, though, and you have to believe it. Yep. So yep. I have one more direction I want to go in and be respectful of your time. But, but okay, so, so now we, we have the drive. We, we have the destination. How do we find the patience to let what we're doing happen instead of just saying, well, you know, I've done this for a week and I'm not a millionaire. I give up. You know, like how do you, how do you find that patience that, that okay, I'm not going to pivot every two weeks or I'm not going to jump to, you know, if it's real estate, I'm not going to do, you know, wholesaling and then tax liens and then flipping and then yeah. you know, buy and hold just because it's not working. And I, I just haven't had the patience. Yeah. Find that patience and have that commitment. I think a big part of it we talked about surrounding yourself with the, the other people, because if you see other people that are doing that, like it's going to help keep you from getting um, like shiny object syndrome. One of the things why the, the heart was hard for me about going to like a bunch of different um, real estate investment meetings was one week they're talking about one thing and the next somewhere else they're talking about a different thing and all these different philosophies was like, oh, 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 right. Um, and that's why like in our, in our group, we focus on, and depending on what group you're in, like on one thing, right. How to create a scalable house flipping and or wholesaling business, like to get you to seven feet. Like that's it. Like that's it. <laughs> it's super hard. It's super hard just to focus on, on that one thing. But just, I mean, Andy McFarland says all the time, like what one man can do, another man can do. So find those people, find those mentors, find, find them and, and focus on that one thing and know that whatever challenges you have in that one thing you're doing, where the grass looks greener over here, there's just as many challenges, but you haven't yet found out what they are, right? Um, so so that, that's what I would say. We talked about focus, like focus and then consistent and persistent actions over a long period of time, like just keep going, keep going, keep going. And the thing is, yeah, you got to be focusing on the right things. Once again, that's the people like learning, like making sure you know uh, what you're doing, like competency, like that's an important part of it. Like you got to learn, but we're in the information age. Like there's so many opportunity to, so much opportunity to learn. I mean, podcasts like this, like listen to them, right? But then eventually uh, niche down, like find out what is that thing I I really want to focus in on. And then go deeper there and, and then surround us with those people. Like if you got to pay them, pay them, depending on your, your situation. Right. Um, but, but just go deep. That, that focus is huge. Community is huge. Consistent, persistent, like anything. Like I see it all the time. Like people, people want to know like how I've stayed like somewhat fit over the years. It's just like not a week goes by that I'm not doing something. I, I'm not like this crazy gym rat or anything, but I'm consistent and I'm persistent. And if I miss a day, a couple days, like I, I get back to it. Right. Um, but I just see people all the time. They're like, yeah, I'm going to do this. I get concerned about like, you have people who are just like super negative and pessimistic. And those people like are never going to stand a chance. And then you almost have people who are, I'm just going to say like over optimistic. Right. And they've never done anything with like, I'm going to be a millionaire tomorrow. I'm going to do this. Ah! You could see it. You feel it. And I'm like, Oh, that poor soul, like they're gonna crash and burn. Yep. Because you can't maintain that, right? So I almost feel like that's that's the most important thing. Like every day, 
I just assumed everyone who was an entrepreneur like woke up and they just got after it because that's what I've always done, right? I mean, ever since I wake up, like, I have this fire burning in my chest that sometimes keeps me from sleeping and I wake up and I can't wait for Monday. I love spending time with my family on Sunday, but it's like, I get like anxious because I'm like ready to get after it. And I don't know, like if you don't have that drive, like you can, you can get it, but you've got to, you've got to have it. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you don't got to have it. I feel like you got to have it. But if you occasionally you don't have it, what were you, what were your point at Jason? I'm sorry. Keep going. Has it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's like, if you don't like occasionally, I feel like I don't have it. I'm like, I, I go listen to a podcast or something like that. But um, I don't know, like you just, you got to have that and then you got to channel that and you got to be laser focused. And if you're not, you surround yourself with other people who help you be focused, right? Like yeah. I, I know that I'm a visionary. I know that I have a hundred ideas a day. So I surround myself with other people who help keep me in line. And they're like, eh, that's a good idea. Like 10 years from now, <laughs> I'm like, oh shoot. Um, <laughs> like what I think like Tony Robbins or, or Bill Gates, they're not sure who said it, but he said that we usually overestimate what we can accomplish in a year and underestimate what we can accomplish in like five or 10 years. And I think because of that, people get a little discouraged. They think they're going to go make millions within like, it kind of drives me crazy. All these gurus will say like in 30 days, like you're going to, business is going to take off and all this stuff. And I'm like, ah. some people can get their first deal in 30 days, but most people don't most people, but you gotta, you gotta shoot for that. Yeah. But then realize like, it might take 90 days and that's okay. It took me seven months and now later on, I'm done close to a thousand and help hundreds of people do hundreds of deals. Right. Like you, you just gotta, um, just gotta keep going and, and knowing that it's not going to happen overnight, but it is exponential. So the amount of effort that it took you to do your first deal is probably a, a similar amount of effort, but with different things with systems and processes and people that will take you to do your next 10. And then what takes you the effort to do 10, the same amount of effort and work will take you to do your next hundred um, to make your first million, then their next 10 million and your next hundred, like literally, like I have no doubt that within the next few years, like I'll be making a hundred million dollars a year. And I wouldn't have believed that when I was making like a few bucks an hour. Right. Um, but it's easy to see when you're somewhere it's, it's exponential. It's not just, okay, now I'm going to make another hundred grand. Right. That'd be boring at this point. So just recognizing that. And then, for me, I'm kind of, I know I'm kind of going on a tangent is different from what you're asking, but for me now, it's, it's not about money anymore. Although I do, I do, I like numbers. So it is about money because I know money could be impact, but it really is truly the, the impact. Um, what can, what kind of changes can you do in the world? Right. And that has to do with, uh, with people in their lives, like in our community, but then also beyond that, like literally, like I want to stop slavery. I want to be a part of stopping slavery, I should say. Right. Um, and you guys by trafficking and all, and all that, right? Um, just what are the big problems? Yeah, you look at people like Elon Musk. I mean, it's clear to him, it, it's clearly that to him, it's not just about making money. Like he wants to change the world. Um, and for me, I'm not a big, like people talk about leaving your legacy and stuff. I, I don't know, I think it's part of my personality. Like I don't really need like everyone in the world to like remember me and have like a statue of me anywhere. Um, I just, if I can have impact though, I want to I wanna do that. Um, I would like to say it's not for me. I, maybe it is a little bit, but I don't, I don't think it is. Um, but I just believe o omission, right? The biggest sin you can, not the biggest sin you can commit, <laughs> omission, right? It's like, if you're not 
doing what you are capable of. I hear people all the time like, oh, if I make money, it's going to make me a bad person, all these things. I'm like, no, if you don't make money, like you are obligated to make money. You are obligated to not just make money, but have impact. And at first it starts with making money so you can take care of your family and not worry about finances ever. And then after that, like make the world a better place. Like if we all do that together, like we'll get rid of starvation. There will be no human trafficking. There will be none of these major world problems. Like we literally can solve together as we work together on these things. And if everyone thinks like that and has, like I said, the, the perspective that, yeah, I can do anything. I'm not a yeah, but I'm not going to think of all the reasons why I can't do things. I'm gonna think of how I can do them, how I can make things better. I'm going to make my life better things for me and my family. And then the world beyond that. And anyway, Incredible. <laughs> Justin, this has been Amazing. hugely inspirational, transformational, everything for people that were listening. We, we heard you talk about the human trafficking. What's the group that uh, you're working with? Oh, you are operation underground railroad. Oh, you are rescue. Uh, like our, our rescue operation underground railroad. Um, yeah, it's, an incredible, I mean, Tim Ballard, the founder, um, I mean, they literally go out and they just say, they save kids that are being trafficked, that are, that are sex slaves, essentially. And they rescue these kids and we've really gotten behind that. Um, and it's, it's incredible. Um, and, and the thing is not only the money that can be raised, but the ripple effect through, as you stop these guys and they realize, oh, this is not a very good quote unquote business proposition. They're like, uh, the risk of getting, you know, put away and um that's when when this problem will will stop i mean we think slavery has been abolished like it in a way it has and i don't mean any disrespect that's amazing everything that's happened in in one aspect of that um but it still exists today um and i'm determined to do my part and what i can to, to help with that so awesome thank you justin thank you so so much for coming on as always jason i thank you so much for everything you've given us uh we are both part of his seven figure flipping group and he has given us permission to succeed he is one of those high level people that you want to get in contact with that you want to take your business to the next level so again thank you so much justin and what the, what's the best place for people to go to today find more about you um, I mean, it just depends what you're looking for, but House Slipping HQ is kind of where my, my podcast is and, and our website, our main website. Um, if you're a higher level investor who's doing six figures and you want to get to seven and you're interested in uh, talking about the seven figure flipping program, you can go to sevenfigureflipping.com to find out more about that and fill out an application. Uh, awesome. Yeah, those are the main things. So. Amazing. Justin, thanks. This is awesome. <laughs> awesome. Thank you guys. My pleasure as always. So this is the Real Estate Investing Foundation podcast with Jason and Peely. Thank you again so much, Justin Williams. And thank you to you all for listening. We are so very grateful. Have a good day. Bye now. Thanks for tuning into the REI Foundation podcast. Check back next time for more awesome tips and strategies to launch your new you in real estate.